This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Take a deep breath. Relax. Inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Sit back and close your eyes. Gradually release the tension, starting from your toes, working up your legs to your pelvis, and from your fingertips, slowly up your arms to your shoulders. The Stacking Benjamins Show, no matter how bad it gets, is your favorite podcast. I will count backwards from three, and when I snap my fingers, you'll be overcome with delight at hearing the start of this episode. Three, two, one. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's The Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and on today's show, it's wedding season, and you gotta buy a gift? What gifts are the best, and which ones are not so much? We'll tackle one publication's list today with the host of the Retirement Resource Podcast, Bo Henderson. And from Afford Anything, Paula Pant. And who could forget the guy behind LenPenzo.com, Jay-Z. Nah, there's no way Jay-Z could become a billionaire from a bunker under Los Angeles. It's just Len Penzo. The team will also answer the magnify money question from a listener, and we'll wind up the festivities with my amazing trivia. And now, the guy behind the curtain, in this case in front of the curtain, well, there actually is no curtain, but the guy sitting at a rickety card table, it's Joe Salcihan. 
that's it. That's me. Hopefully the table holds up for a whole nother podcast. I am Joe Saul Cihai, Average Show Money on Twitter. And with me today, we have a bunch of cool people on my shortwave. Let's start in the desert where Paula Pant joins us, I believe. How's it going? It, it is uh, summertime in the desert, so you can imagine what it's like over here. I have a very specific question for you from a listener. Because she brought up in our Facebook group that you wouldn't know this reference. And I have to see. We have to That's see. probably true. So the reference is this. This is uh, Louise calling you out here, Paula. But okay. Tyson put up this meme that says, if I had a DeLorean, I would probably only drive it from time to time. Oh, that's a Back to the Future reference. No way! Oh, and you know the reason that I know that is not uh, not in the normal pop culture way that most people would know that reference. You read the books, didn't it. you? You read the books. I, no, 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 no. Even nerdier than that. There is an entrepreneurial blogger named Pat Flynn who once gave a speech at the New Media Expo, and he started that speech by driving on stage in a DeLorean. And that's how you know that reference. That's how I know that reference. <laughs> I don't know if that's really cool or kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy who might have been there, because I think that, was that in St. Louis? Oh, the New Media Expo conference? Oh, no, no, no. That was in Vegas, wasn't it? That was in Vegas, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say a guy who was there, but maybe he was just hanging out in his bunker in L.A. It's Len Penzo. Joe, how are you? I'm good, man. You knew that, didn't you? The DeLorean of reference. Of yes. course. Absolutely. How how are your Dodgers doing this year? Oh, they're rocking it till they get to the World Series. I'm actually <laughs> afraid that if I'm actually afraid this year. I, I I don't know if I want to get to the World Series this year because you know the dreaded possibility of three years in a row losing. <laughs> did we ask the did we ask the Magic Eight Ball about the Dodgers this year? I don't remember if we did. I think we did. I think we did. Yeah. But I can't remember what the answer was. People uh, can tune back in in January, and we would have gotten nothing done between now and then. <laughs> but, they, but they could tune back in in January and find out what that's all about. <laughs> and a guy who we're so happy came back last time we thought we might have scared him away from the uh, Retirement Resource Podcast, a good friend Bo Henderson back in the house. How's it going, guys? You know, Joe, six months of therapy, and I was ready to give it another shot. So we're good. Let's do this. Yeah, I know. You sent me the bill. What was that all about? No, too much fun. <laughs> well, tell everybody about the Retirement Resource Podcast. Speaking of too much fun, you guys have a lot of fun there, but you get stuff done. I deal specifically with this retirement demographic transitioning from working life to retirement life. And I'm really beating the drum out there that we've got to address not just the traditional financial concepts and aspects of retirement, but we got to address the non-financial aspects because I've been running, I've been doing this 17 years now and I run into things like talking to people that um, they lose their identity. Um, they're having problems with their relationships and marriages. And, and we're having to talk about a more comprehensive planning model than just the financial spreadsheet. And that's really what we're all about. Yeah. People have to really see retirement, don't they, Bo? Yeah, you know, they do. And it's one of the things that unfortunately happens is I'm working, I retire, then I'm going to figure it out. And I, the other day I said something very bizarre, but I'm going to say it here too. I said, we got to, we got to look at, at retirement like Madonna, right? <laughs> we got to be able to reinvent ourselves. 
And we got to think about that ahead of time. Who are we going to be? What's that identity going to be? I was talking to a Delta pilot a couple of weeks ago and he would, he told me, he said, when I'd walk down the terminal at Hartsfield airport, it was such a, a rush when people would almost part out of the way with me and my uniform, my role as a pilot, they retired him. And when he lost that the day he retired, he was, he was dealing with clinical depression and some really dark stuff. So we need to think about these things, you know? He was dealing with dark stuff because people were cutting in front of him at the airport? That's right. That's right. It was a little hard on him. <laughs> That's right. They couldn't see that he was a pilot, could they? That's it. That's no. It. And, that, and you think about it, I think a lot of us, a lot of people, we identify, people ask who you are, you might just accidentally say what you do. Well, to help people see retirement, this episode of Stacky Benjamin is brought to you by Simple Contacts, an easy and convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription. How about that one? Huh? I like it. Wow. I see that transition. Zoom right in there. Uh, or reorder. If you got to reorder your contacts from anywhere within minutes, that, that was an especially bad one. Get $20 off your first Simple Contacts order by visiting Simple Contacts dot com forward slash sb and enter promo code sb might want to have that promo code pretty quick because this might be the last episode they sponsor <laughs> us <laughs> hey hey joe joe next year is the year 2020 i was just wondering oh. is your vision for 2020 to do better transitions <laughs> my vision is for everybody to get 20 bucks off at simple contacts by ordering at simplecontacts.com forward slash SB Paula. That's my vision right there. We got a great show. We're going to talk about weddings. You've been to a wedding lately, Bo? It's been a while. I've been to a lot, but it hasn't been to any of the co- this year anyway. Well, we're going to test you today and right. Len and Paula. So let's get this party started. Well, for people that have listened to the show for a long time, you know what this means. It's time to play the game with lots of fun and absolutely no prizes. Yes, Joe found another list on the internet, and we're going to have a contest between our special oh, no. guest star, Bo Henderson, and Len Penzo from LenPenzo.com, and Paula Pant from Afford Anything to see who's the champion at knowing the most about worst wedding gifts this comes to us from kiplinger and this was probably the best i saw a lot of uh things online about bad wedding gifts and we're right in the middle of wedding season so i think this is very timely the 11 worst wedding gifts for newlyweds and i found myself (laughs) nodding my head at all of these so if we can save everybody a little pain here we're going to uh we're going to do that. And of course, like every time we play this, Len's going to complain about the rules because if you get one, <laughs> if you get one right, it, if you get one right in the first round, you get one point. If you get one right in the second round, you get two points. And then the big finale, you get one right in the third round, you'll get three points. Bo, you're the special guest. So would you like to go first in the middle or last in the first round? And then we'll do okay. it in reverse the next round. I'll go first because I have a good example that I think might be on that list. All right. 11 worst wedding gifts for newlyweds. Uh, what's on the list? I actually saw this in a wedding I attended. The groom and bride got a scale. <laughs> <laughs> what are they trying to say here? You know? <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Subtle hints. It was an older relative. I don't think it was intentionally, but it was pretty funny. I don't know if that's just incredibly awesome or absolutely horrible. I mean, in some families, that could be an awesome gift. It could be, I don't know, hilarious. 
Let's see if it's on the list. 11 worst <laughs> wedding gifts for newlyweds. Steve, is it on the list? It didn't make that, but it should have. Uh, That's a horrible gift. That's pretty bad. <laughs> All right, then uh, we're going to go Len's second then. Len, we got a list here of 11 of the worst wedding gifts for newlyweds. What's on the list? Okay, so I got the surefire answer, but the strategy is here. Do I want to use it now on my one-point question, or do I want to risk Paula stealing my terrific answer? So I'm going to wait for my can't-miss answer, and I'm going to go off the reservation. So let's say I'm going to say a gift certificate to Olive Garden. Mm. <laughs> that, that is incredibly specific. <laughs> I will tell you that they don't have specific places on here. <laughs> and Olive Garden, send your hate mail to Len at LenPenzo.com. We love you, Olive Garden. All that bread. You kidding me? Is the gift certificate to Olive Garden on here? Shockingly, that did not make the. In fact, there, there are none. I, I'll. I'll give you. Would you have given me any gift certificate? Uh, I would have. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm going to give you some hints after the first round. If this but is going to go. I think a gift certificate's as... tacky. I wouldn't want a gift certificate. What's it? What do you think, Paula? Gift certificate tacky? No, I think a gift certificate can be very practical because that way the person can buy whatever it is that they prefer. As long as it's something you'll use. I've gotten gift certificates to stores I would never go to before. And that's a little <laughs> tough. Yeah, Len, I mean, if they just bought a house, maybe, getting them a Home Depot gift card, wouldn't that be cool? All right, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you most of the time, though. I'd rather give somebody a gift that says a little something about them, a lot about them, but also a little about who gave it, you know, a little yeah. about me. So it's kind of our connection together. If I can find that gift, that's what I'm looking for. Paula, let's see if uh, if you've got one of these 11 worst wedding gifts for newlyweds. I am going to take a guess and say a vacuum cleaner. Is a vacuum cleaner on the list? Also not on the list. Wow. So, That's all right. We're, we don't want to, we're holding back. Yes. We don't want to waste on these one point questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right, we'll get serious now. All right. All right. So let me tell you, there, there are four gifts on the list. They're really kind of wide categories. So there's four of these that are anything blank. Don't get them anything blank. Although there wasn't bows on there, a scale, there was something. <laughs> I almost gave it to you, but it's just too far away. But okay. it is but it is related. There's one that's related to that area as well. So I'll give you guys those hints. But we're going to turn this around. Round two, it's just like we're starting fresh, but two points now. The score. Oh, I got I to gotta do the music. The score. After one round, Bo Henderson, zero. Ledpenzo, zero. And Paula Payette, zero. Okay. We had to do that. Contractually obligated. Paula, for two yes. points. For two points. Worst wedding gift for newlyweds. All right. Let's see. So don't get them anything. I would say any type of clothing. Any clothing. Also Whoa. not on the list. I'm surprised. But giving him clothing would be, I don't. Well, I, I think the reason clothing is often a bad gift is because you have to get exactly the right size, the right fit. It's hard to buy clothing for yourself. It's even harder to buy it for somebody else. The judge, uh, Steve is in my ear. 
There is a way, 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 way subset. He's telling me that uh, he couldn't give it to you because it was too far off. Mm. But there is something that you do with clothing that's on this list that is a Hmm. no-no. Len, back to you. Okay, so you gave you just gave a hint, something related to a scale. Am I correct? Uh, I thought uh, I heard uh, you say that. I didn't. It's kind of related, but not to a scale. But it's but it's no, no, no. I think I know. I, I I'm going to go. I've got an. I think this is on there. Okay, ready? Yes. His and hers gym memberships is his and her <laughs> gym membership on there. Yeah. Oh. That, that specifically is not in there. Let me tell you what, and this is from a Kiplinger piece, as I mentioned earlier, by Bob Knight. The answer that Bob had on the list, Len, was exercise equipment. Yeah. Mm. You're giving me the ding, ding, ding? Yes, absolutely. Oh, bless you. Len gets one right. <laughs> Bob writes, don't gift exercise equipment for a number of reasons, what do planners say, but above all, because your intentions can be misconstrued. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you might be giving him a scale <laughs> that and the couple may not have room for the equipment or the like of exercise equipment that you've chosen, or they might prefer the gym to exercising at home and already have a membership An alternative. I thought this part was pretty cool. Check the couple's registry to see if they have food related or kitchen items on their registry. If so, you can put together a healthy, nutritious gift basket by choosing a few kitchen items from the registry website and pairing it with non-perishable healthy food items. Anybody done that before? I don't give healthy food. I give chocolate. No. Chocolate and wine. Wouldn't healthy food be a... Be, be <laughs> Feel like if yeah, you if you've got a couple large people getting married and you get them uh you know granola and apples would that be a... it's one of those you got to know your audience here yeah right? i <laughs> get them like a I, five I, gallon bucket of gluten <laughs> <laughs> like i suppose if i had a friend who was just obsessed with food and nutrition already um, like if, if I had a friend who was a, like a meal prepping CrossFitter, there it then is. sure, I might give them some type of healthy food. But for the vast majority of people, chocolate and wine. Well, well, Len, back to gluten, you know, you get that stuff on sale now because they just give you all the gluten they took out of all that other food. You know, there's all this leftover yeah, gluten. So, so there you go. You save money and you give something great, a great gift for the man and groom, a uh, man and bride, groom and bride. Whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> groom and groom, bride and bride, bride and groom. I guess it doesn't matter. All across the board. Yes, the couple. Bo. All right. This might, Paula might have been already close enough to this, but I was guessing when you said we were kind of in the ballpark, anything to do like cleaning supplies or cleaning things. Like your house is dirty. I'll need to do something. Like a thing of Mr. Clean? Is that Yeah, what maybe like, like a mop bucket and a broom. I don't know. <laughs> Is, is is cleaning supplies on the list? I think we're getting some really good ones. I didn't ex- I gotta tell you, I think all of these should be on this list, but that does not make Bob's list. Send your complaints to Bob at Kiplinger. At the end of two, it is Bo Z. Oh, wait a minute. At the end of two rounds, it is Bo Zero. Len two, Paula zero. But because of the way that we set up this game, there's three points out there. So we're going to have Mr. Penzo go last since he's in first. 
just to make yeah, this. Don't take my answer because I got the surefire answer. This is going to, this is, you guys have already lost. Just to make this super <laughs> exciting. Uh, a bow round three. I'm up three points and a chance to take the lead. Well, I'm just going to go with the first thing that comes to my mind. It's kind of weird, but I was going to say alcohol. Alcohol is a <laughs> fine gift. They might not drink. It might be an awful gift. Could be a great gift. Depends on who we're dealing with. Here. Alcohol at a dry wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Come rolling in with a keg. Is alcohol on the list? Oh, imagine that. I was like, how come we didn't do something retirement planning, Joe? (laughs) I did tell you I'm the his talent. (laughs) I did tell you I'm the retirement guy, didn't I, Joe? All right, Paula, your chance (laughs) to take down Mr. Penzo here. Ooh, well, I'm gonna go with technology. Don't give them a phone or a laptop or anything like that. Is technology for the lead? Is technology on the list? Oh. It didn't make the list. Are you kidding me? If you're going to give me a computer or something, <laughs> that's I'll another good. Go- <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. If you gave me like an iPad, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, my, my thinking again was that it, the your taste is going to be so specific. Yeah, that's you true. know you might end up giving an iPhone to an Android person or vice versa. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm rethinking, Bob, how good your list is here. Yeah, he didn't um, put enough thought into this. Well, well, we'll go through them in a second, and we'll, you know, we're not gonna have a lot of time to chat about them, but we'll chat about a few of these because I found myself, like I said earlier, nodding my head. Len, what was your big? You already won the game, Mister Penzo. Congratulations! Yeah, this is easy. The a crowd puppy. goes wild. A puppy. Pets. Mm. Is is a puppy? You said a puppy. A puppy or a kitten. Is a puppy or a kitten on the list? Pets was actually number one on the list. Yes, Don't give them a pet. yes. I told you it was a surefire answer. For Jim and Pam's wedding, Bob writes, on the hit TV show The Office, colleague Dwight Schrute gave the couple turtle boiling pots and turtle bibs to go along with live turtles, which thankfully <laughs> escaped. But that's a sitcom, and this is, well, reality. Uh, quote, while they may look cute and cuddly, pets do not make a good wedding gift, says Sasha Petirez, event planner and designer at Whimsical Weddings and Events in Oklahoma City. Newlyweds do not need the responsibility or financial obligation that comes with a new pet. An alternative, if you're looking for a gift to give the animal-loving couple, Petirez says, consider putting together a canine or feline gift basket with toys and treats for their current pets. Mm-hmm. Much, much, much better. Paula, have you ever given somebody like a parakeet? Oh, no. In fact, uh, the Humane Society and the ASPCA, they all advise to never giving pets as gifts because that's one of the fastest ways that pets end up getting either abandoned or returned to shelters is is people give them as gifts uh, without adequate thought. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then those pets end up being homeless pretty soon. Have any of you seen somebody get a pet for a wedding? No, no, Mm -hmm. no, me neither. All right. Well, let's go over the rest of these because I, I agree with these. Number two, anything matching. Do not get them anything matching. (laughs) Ah, that is a groan every time, isn't it? Mr. Mrs. Yes, please, please, please. No. 
Uh, stay away from gifts branded his and hers or his and his or hers and hers. Couples have started their life together at their wedding ceremony, but it does need to be represented on matching shirts or bedding. <laughs> Um, not every couple thinks it's cute, says Patires, to look like Twinkies by wearing additional, <laughs> a tw- additional, uh, or excuse me, identical or matching items. This is a choice best made and selected by the couple if they want to do that. I've seen that way too much, where they get the cute matching thing. And eh. mm-hmm. next on the list, anything, and this is where we came down to clothing. Who said clothing earlier? I said clothing. Yeah. yeah. Anything monogrammed. Hmm. <laughs> By the way, my cousin's name is Amy Sue Sihai, and that didn't work out well on uh, <laughs> <laughs> some, <laughs> some monograms. <laughs> well, shout out to my cousin, Amy. <laughs> and somebody did that for once, had that right across the front of her shirt. That was, that was an awkward moment. Uh, one bride said she received monogram towels that said Mary on them. But uh, not only is her name not Mary, there's not even not even an M in the family. <laughs> That's like when regifting goes wrong. Right. <laughs> next, next, and this one, this one, I found a little different. Uh, tell me what you think about this. Bob says, "Don't get them anything traditional, like china, crystal, or tried and true forever items." What do you think about that? Hmm. I think it just comes back to taste. It might be uh, something traditional your parents or somebody might have liked, but you might not be quite your deal. At our wedding, and we still used it, we got a vase, a crystal vase that we still use occasionally it's to this day. So I didn't. I thought it was pretty nice. Ours. Somebody gave me a crystal frog at our wedding. And, <laughs> and whoever gave it to us, the name fell off. So we have no idea. But, <laughs> but who the hell looks at me and goes, you know what that guy needs? It's a crystal frog. frog. Yes. And it's a, it's a beautiful frog, but uh, yeah, not, not for me. Do you still have it? No, the, the frog, I hate to say this, but the frog is long gone. We actually did. This is our, we did regift the frog. But it wasn't a toad, but it was to somebody was to somebody who loves that kind of stuff. Like I knew ahead of time, like when Bo said it comes down to taste, it, it was somebody that loves that, that, so we gave it to them. All right. Uh, next on the list was exercise equipment. Next up, self-help books. Don't give them self-help books. <laughs> yeah. That's very specific. The other types of books are okay, but not self-help. It says, like exercise equipment, the gifting of self-help books, while done with good intentions, might not be well-received. Same goes for anything related to relationship advice or having <laughs> children. There was a picture on here that was like, guide to divorces. <laughs> might not be good. Next is, uh, don't give home decor. That comes down to, I think, what you guys talk about with specific, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything political. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't give people, and this one also specific, decorations to use at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it would be a bit too late by that point. Right. Don't give baby gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then last, don't give nothing. This is probably the worst <laughs> gift of all. I know you may feel like your presence at the wedding is enough, but you really should get a gift. Get a gift as well. Don't just come come empty-handed. Yeah. Imagine seeing that in the frugal forums online. <laughs> I found a way to save 50 bucks and get free food. Right. 
uh, good wedding gifts. Let's talk about maybe good wedding gifts you guys have given. Uh, Len, what's a good wedding gift? Best wedding, and I've actually written about this, and you can just come to lenpenzo.com and Google best wedding gifts ever. I went through a list of 10 of them, but the very best one I ever received, uh, it was a pasta pot. So it's a big old, gosh, I don't know how many gallons or quarts, 10 quart for spaghetti and pasta and been using it every Sunday for 20 years. And I always think of my uh, uncle Anthony and my uh, aunt Evelyn who have passed since passed away, but you know, that's a great gift, simple. And you might think it's ordinary, but boy, I'll tell you stuff like that really is, is uh, useful and you'll use it forever. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Paula. I went to a wedding once where the couple asked for, they wanted, um, I don't want to say assistance, but like funds for their honeymoon. So they had this registry in which they didn't want stuff. They wanted Airbnb gift cards. They wanted, uh, you could like sponsor different kind of activities like kayaking or, you know, you could, you could choose an an activity and sponsor that. So I thought that was really cool. That was the best registry I've ever seen because essentially everything they asked for was experiences that would go towards their honeymoon. Well, and it sounds like it's all fun stuff. What I hate is I look at the registry and Cheryl's always like, well, let's get them this boring thing. I'm like, I don't want to be the, I don't want to give them the boring yeah, thing. Yeah, like I don't want to give them a spoon rest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or a spaghetti pot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a gravy bowl. <laughs> Or a gold bunker. <laughs> but I am thinking of one. Uh, I, I got one similar to that, Len. I got a, um, what's just the uh, the flat, it's not a grill, but it's the flat surface that you lay over your stovetop, you know? Oh, so like it's like a grill. So it's yeah, like a, you can get like a tap, tap and style if you wanted to cook tap and style on your. Well, we always do like sausage and bacon. You or know? whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That cool. type of stuff. Yeah. I got that from my Aunt Marie and Uncle Dave. And similar to you, I use it all the time. It's it's incredibly practical. It's been pretty fun to have that. So, and you think of them, don't, or maybe you don't, but I do. You know, you think of, you remember who gives you those practical gifts. At least I do. I remember all the practical gifts. I'll, I'll give a shout out to a Javier and Chai as well, who also gave us a Corningware casserole dish that we've been using. I mean, I know these are simple and they're inexpensive, but I'm trying to make a point here. I mean, twenty. My wife and I have been married 23 years. I, we still use that darn casserole dish, and I think of Javier and Chaya all the time. That's great that, gift. Another one from our wedding that we still use is a tortilla warmer. It goes. You put tortillas in it. You put it in the microwave for I think like eight seconds, and uh, mm-hmm. and we use that thing. You know, Taco Tuesday. We're always yeah. warming our tortillas. Great gifts. Sadly, I don't remember who gave us that, but that is still from our wedding. We're talking about how that thing's lasted 25 years. It's incredible. Yeah. Warmed a lot of tortillas, if you know what I mean. I don't even, <laughs> don't even know what I mean. <laughs> Bo, you got the last one. Good good wedding gift? Yeah. Well, I got a couple. Um, one, you guys, I see a theme here. One was a grill. One was we, we were moving into a new house, got a grill, something you use, very practical. Use it more than probably say something like a crystal frog. Maybe, <laughs> you know, slightly more uh, often another, and there's a bad thing going on here with me and my answers today. It was actually the thing that automatically juices lemon and limes, <laughs> right? Because we have made margaritas with that thing for years. <laughs> it's awesome. You are Memory. the guy that gives alcohol, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. Come on over. We're going to have a party. <laughs> and I like the way, I like the way both thinks. 
Uh, <laughs> we will link to this article, even though we didn't get many right. I thought it was a pretty good list on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. A lot of people wrote in about a debitize going away. I remember when that blew up. And of course, we talked to Thomas Smythe from Trim about what they're doing with debitize. But right now, debitize is not around. And it's funny, I was looking at other places and I discovered another fun app called SteadyPay. Bo, are you familiar with SteadyPay? I'm not. I'm curious, though. So, a guy, Anthony Strike created steady pay and similar to debitize you can take your credit card and use it like a debit card so that you still get all the reward points but it pays your bill automatically right when you make the charge so here to talk about steady pay and when i talked to anthony originally he said no we do a little bit more too than what debitize uh, was doing let's say hi to anthony strike and steady pay And here comes the man behind Steady Pay. It's our new friend, Anthony Strike. How are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me down to the basement. Well, I'm so happy you could be here because we've wanted to know about your company now for a little while. Tell me, sometimes it's you feel like there's a product that's not out there that you wanted. Sometimes you see something in the marketplace that you think belongs. What made you decide to create uh, Steady Pay? Well, it started with my wife and I at the kitchen table wondering what the hell we spent all this money on again this month as we were going through our credit card bills. At that time, I didn't think I was starting a company. I just thought I, we got to figure out a way to get this under control. We were paying our cards off every month, but it just felt like every, every month we were just spending more than we had set out to spend. My wife made the comment. She said, it's just so easy to swipe and worry about paying it off later. I wish the money came out of our account right away. And I said, well, you could use the debit card. And that got us into a whole debate about how we stayed for free at that hotel with the points. We didn't want to give that up. And it just seemed like there was this catch-22 between debit and credit. And so I set out to try to understand, you know, there's got to be something out there that would handle this. At the time we were having this conversation, there wasn't. Uh, A couple other companies did pop up as we were building up SteadyPay. But ultimately, I, I decided this was something I had to create. And that's how it started. It was basically then you're saying for airline miles or for 2% cash back. Yeah. Everybody (laughs) loves credit card rewards. I mean, there's an arms race out there to get you sign on bonuses and cash back and miles and points that transfer and all this awesome stuff with credit cards. And every credit card company is trying to find the next precious metal they can make your card out of. And it's all just crazy. (laughs) But the reality is that the incentives around credit cards are not built to make you spend responsibly. They're, they're built to make you spend so irresponsibly right up to the brink of you not being able to pay your bill off at all. Yeah. We want to make sure that we instill the responsibility of a debit card and the simplicity too. I mean, who wants to track statement balance versus card balance and you know all that stuff is just kind of annoying. Why don't you just spend the money, know what's coming out of your account, but still get all those awesome rewards? Well, let's walk through it then, man. So I go to steadypay.com, S-T-E-A-D-I-P-A-Y, steadypay. And uh, what happens? Yeah, you can go to steadypay.com, but ultimately we're going to get you on the app store. On the app, so okay. go to the Google Play store, go to the yeah. iOS app store, download steadypay. 
you'll link your existing cards. So we're not trying to make you change your bank account or change your credit card account. That's a big ask. We just want you to bring whatever card with the rewards you like to our platform and link those up. And then every day you go out and spend as usual on your credit card, rack up those rewards, buy your stuff. And at the end of the day, SteadyPay is going to set aside however much you spent on your credit card from your checking account. So you spend $35 on groceries, $15 on shopping, $10 on an Uber, and you've got, what did I do that, 60 bucks? At the end of the day, we're going to transfer that 60 bucks from your checking account to your SteadyPay account so that you always have enough money there to pay off your credit card. And that is, and when, that is I'm sorry, that is that same day at the end of the day? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the day you spend the money is the day we set the funds aside. And then when your credit card comes due, all the money's already there, ready to go. We pay your card off automatically and you never have to think or stress about a due date or a balance ever again. Now, people have asked me this question. So I'll ask you the question. Let's say the money's not there. The money's not in my bank account. What happens yeah. then? Well, we don't initiate a transfer for sure, but we also send you a notification. We want you to know if you're swiping that card and you don't actually have the money to pay it. Uh, so you'll get a little, hey, big spender alert if you do that, but we will not try to pull money out of your account. We, we don't take your account negative. And if you do get into a situation like that and you actually do need some of that money, you can transfer steady pay funds back to your checking account in an emergency. Got that. But the cool thing is, is that you're alerting me right away that, hey, this is uh, you're over the top without me getting the what $40 bank fee that I get if I tried to just use my my card through my bank with, you know, no notice. Yeah. And the other nice thing is then then, you know, today, you know, maybe it's the 20th of the month uh, and you don't have the funds in your account. Now, you know, today that you're running short instead of a couple of weeks later when your card is due and now you've overspent substantially. That's what we want to try to eliminate here is that end of the month sticker shock that we all have on those credit card statements. Yeah, I did what? Right. Exactly. <laughs> is there one type of card that you don't work with or do you work with all of them? Generally, we work with all cards. There are uh, some small banks and credit unions that might not link to our platform. We use Plaid to connect your accounts. And most of your listeners are probably familiar with Plaid. They link Venmo and others to your accounts. And it's a secure platform that protects your accounts. So if they're on Plaid, then we're able to link. Which actually was my next question, Anthony, which was about security. And Plaid is the, what, most protected, I would say, transfer yeah, vehicles out it's, there? There are tons and tons of, of well-respected fintechs out there and banks that use Plaid to connect accounts. I, I don't know of a better or safer way to link your accounts to an app. That's why we chose to work with them. And of course, they store and, and lock your account data down. We don't store any of your account login information or anything on our servers. It's all remotely held by Plaid. We do get your credit card number, and that's so we can route your bill payments to your actual account. Sure. But we store those numbers on a separate PCI-compliant server away from our other servers, um, so they're very well protected. And it goes without saying, uh, I guess it doesn't. We do not share and definitely do not sell any user data with any third party. The only people who ever see any customer data are just us and our bank partner that holds your funds. That was my next question there. So you already anticipated that one. Let's go on to the next thing, though, which is this. When you and I were first talking, I was telling you that I was super excited to talk to you because Laurent Amrani from Debitize has been on the show a couple of times. Of course, Debitize now is gone. You answered me, though, in a very interesting way 
which was, you said, well, I'm happy to talk about what we do. But then you also said, maybe you didn't say this exactly, but I got from your reply that that you're not exactly debitized, that you guys kind of did things a little differently than that. People that have used debitized in the past, you sounded like you had a few other things that you do that people might really like. Yeah. First of all, you know, we loved Debitize and we're really, really sad to see those guys shut down. We believe so much in what this product does and any other company out there that's going to help people start using credit cards responsibly, we wanted to support and, and show love for. So lots of love for Debitize. We do have some different features than Debitize had. A good example is roundups. So one of the things we saw as we launched our product is a lot of people were adding credit cards that were already maxed. And that didn't really make any sense to us since we're all about covering what you're spending and you can't spend on a maxed card. And it really highlighted that people really need to have a way to help pay down existing debt. And so we launched a feature called Roundups, which uh, on a card you are spending on will round up all your transactions. This is similar to what, you know, Acorns and some of these other guys do. But instead of saving it or investing it, we pay down your credit card debt with it. Oh, cool. Um, why would you be saving money or investing money if you've got credit card debt? That's the number one thing you should take care of. So that's one feature we have. We've also added a feature recently that debitized users really loved and wanted us to add. We, we've we seen a lot of them join our platform. So now we have the what they call credit optimizer. We call it payment optimizer. But we'll pay your card off weekly to keep your utilization low so that you can always have room on your card and, and build your credit faster. So yeah, we've, we've got some features like that and some of the user interface stuff we think we've innovated pretty well on. I know you guys, Anthony, aren't sitting still on your website. You're talking about steady pay for business, which is interesting because we just had a business credit expert, Jerry Detweiler, on talking about how important it is for businesses to use a credit card and not a debit card because businesses don't have the same debit protections that uh, normal consumers have. What are you guys doing with uh, steady pay for business and uh, what's the rollout look like for that? Yeah, well, I'll give a big amen to Jerry. A lot of people don't understand that that business credit cards don't have the same required protections that a consumer card has, but a lot of them do still have the personal guarantee. So they're kind of the worst of both worlds, but they are a really important tool for a business. I mean, the, the rewards really can be meaningful. And here's what we're doing. We had some users reach out to us who had businesses and said, hey, I love what you're doing for my consumer card, my, my you know, personal card, but I'd love if you could help me with this for my business. My card has a $20,000 limit, but I spend forty dollars or $50,000 a month, and my card is always maxed, and I'll get vendors that are denied, or I, you know, I've got to use a secondary card. It's just a headache to manage. If you could pay my card off more regularly and make sure I always have space, I can run my business more efficiently and earn more rewards for my business. Uh, so that's what we are launching now is a new program that allows us to cover all the business spending that you do, pay your card off as you spend. And we've even created a trigger where uh, we'll pay your card off if just any time you go over 60% of your available credit, we'll pay that down. So that you always have room on your card and you're always able to, to you know pay your bills and earn rewards as a business. And then there's some really, really exciting stuff around uh, other kind of cash and credit management for businesses that we're working on right now. And we'll have to come back on and tell you all about it when that stuff goes live. No, that'd be fantastic. We'd love to talk more about that. Is Steady Pay for Business live now? Actually, it, it is live. So we just launched it a couple of days ago. We're taking signups to, to be part of our first group of users. So if you go to the website, you can sign up and, and join the pilot right now. 
Awesome. And we'll link to the website, steadypay.com, and also then to the app stores on our show notes page at stackybedjamins.com. Man, Anthony, it was great getting to know you and getting to know a little bit about SteadyPay. It's a pleasure, Joe. One of my goals is to get to come back on sometime and win a round of the trivia. Oh, man. That is a, that is a low bar, my friend. A very low bar. <laughs> Hey there, wedding attendees and trivia lovers. Let's combine today's game show with another game, My Trivia. You may know that giving a VCR to someone today may be a frugal yet brilliant gift because, I mean, how else are they going to watch their wedding video? You can also pick one up cheap in any basement. Pretty sure Joe's mom's got one sitting around here somewhere. But in July of 2016, the last company still making VCRs finally called it quits. While it may be a bit surprising that any company was still producing the machines in this day and age, what's even more crazy is that people were still buying them. Just how many people? Well, that's for you to figure out. Here's your trivia question. How many VCRs were bought in 2015, the last full year of the production of that crazy machine? I'll have the answer right after this. All right, there's absolutely no freaking way Paul is going to get this one. All right, the score, we're going to go from one game to another game, guys. The score on our trivia game, the big theme here is, Len, you haven't been here for a couple of weeks. Paula is catching up. Oh, good job, Paula. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got a little bit more ruthless in the way that I, uh, in my strategy. Uh-huh. Bo, you are playing on behalf of OG, and OG okay. is still tied for the lead with six. Len, a couple weeks ago, tied him with six. And now Paula has five. So mm. no pressure at all, Bo. Yeah. But things are oh, going. By the way, Bo, I, I'll give you 10 bucks right now if you just throw this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that messenger, Len. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Paula, even though you're catching up, you mm-hmm. get to decide whether you go first to the middle or last. Uh, are, are you familiar with this machine called a VCR where you can watch <laughs> Star Wars? Yes, I am familiar with it. I remember being a kid and having a VCR, and I used it to watch a VHS of Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. <laughs> a, and you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I had that whole movie memorized. I think I saw it like 25 times. And that's exactly I why Paula still quote the opening lines. <laughs> it's also why Paula knows never to give a pet to somebody. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she's a big fan of pets. Uh, do you want to go first in the middle or last on VCR production? I will guess last. All right. Uh, Len, you were the last one to reach six. So do you want to go in the middle or first? I'll go in the middle. All right, Bo. That means that even though you're the guest, you're sitting in for well. OG. <laughs> So you're setting the bar. So how many VCRs were produced? Closest without going over. Wow. 20,000. 20,000 VCRs in the last year production. Len? By the way, any uh, any math behind that, Bo? Just random guess. <laughs> I got to be careful here because I see, I know Paul, you said Paul's getting ruthless. So I got to really be. I think last time I played, we Paula did this, didn't mm-hmm. didn't you, Paula? You did, you did, Paula. You, <laughs> you went two two over what I did. Yes, you did. Yep. And yeah, I'll you do it again. Yeah, you sure will, won't you? Hmm. She she Chelsea Brennan you. 
Uh, yes, yeah. she did. She Chelsea's better me. Yes. Okay, so I got to kind of be somewhat strategic. So I guess I'm going to have to go higher than Bo just because uh, I got to figure out. Oh, let's see. There's. Let me do this. This is in the world, right? And this is produced, not sold. Correct? It's It's bought. Oh, it is. It is. Yes. It is. Okay. I'm going to say in each state on average, U.S., <laughs> I'm just going to first start in America. Let's say a thousand people in each state. Believe it or no, they, that's too many. That's too many. And I, I don't want to make the math hard. So let's say a hundred, there's a hundred people still buying VH, VH, what are they called? VCRs. VCRs. That's right. VCRs. Yeah. So, so let's say 150 states. So that's 5,000 and there's 160 or 200 countries roughly. So 5,000 times, hold on, let me get my calculator here. What what did I say? 5,000 times 200 countries. Oh man, that's a lot. 100,000. Did, did I say that right? 5,000 times 200 countries. Oh my. But not every country has 50 states. You know what? You know what, Paula? I'm going to just because I know you're you're going to try and let's see. I'm going to say and I'll divide by two. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand VCRs. It's a so, lot of cassettes. They gave they give you a big moat. What's funny is, is that uh, is that Len can't remember VCRs, but he still uses a <laughs> but he still uses a laser disc. <laughs> you got the big laser disc player, don't you, Len? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Like all seven of our listeners that remember LaserDisc. I was one of the fools that bought the beta because of Betamax because <laughs> it was guaranteed that thing was going to be way better. That was the better technology, remember? Of course. But yes. that just goes to show you, that doesn't mean nope. anything. Yeah. Paula has no idea what we're talking about. She's, she's I waiting. No, yeah, I have no idea. What we're, no clue. <laughs> she's waiting for grandpa and grandpa get done telling their stories. <laughs> All right. Bo's got 20,000 for OG and uh, Len has half a million. Half a million. So what that means is that I have to decide if I think that the number of VCR sold is between 20,000 to half a million or less than 20,000. Or greater than half a million. Yeah. So let's let's just cut to the chase. It's greater either one yeah. twenty thousand and one or one half million and one. That those are Paula's <laughs> choices. Exactly. Exactly. Who's those gonna are my get? Three who's gonna get it? <laughs> so Joe, this is worldwide. How this, many VCRs are sold worldwide? That's correct. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go with. Yeah, who who to screw? Who to screw? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gee, okay, so given the fact that it's worldwide, I'm tempted to go with a slightly higher number and guess, and tempted to guess that it's twenty thousand and one. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, it seems to me as though even worldwide, as more people worldwide grow into the middle class, I don't think that they would be acquiring VCRs. I think they would, in the way that a lot of people skipped the landline and went straight from not having a phone to having a cell phone, or in the way that some people even skipped grid electricity and went straight from not having electricity to having a solar panel. I'm also going to guess that people, <laughs> this, is, this is my thinking, I'm guessing that people um, are skipping the VCR and going straight from not having a way to record television shows to, to <laughs> watching streaming. So my guess is one. 
going with one in the last Not, year. And I feel really bad. These guys really thought this through. <laughs> 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 there was a process there. Wow. But, Bo, if you go back and listen to past episodes of the show, you'll see that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just because there's a process doesn't mean it's a good process. But, yes, there is a process. All right. Like any self-respecting show, we're going to make you wait for the answer. So we'll be right back. I mentioned earlier that uh, Cheryl has been using Simple Contacts. Thanks to Simple Contacts for bringing you this episode of Stacky Benjamins. So Cheryl always finds this annual appointment to renew the subscription to be this complete hassle. And that's why she was excited to try out Simple Contacts, which is this cool new app that makes the time-consuming process of just renewing super simple. Simple Contacts. Amazing how they came up with that name, isn't it? Let's you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in minutes. And really, for these renewals, it just brings the doctor's office right to your house. The vision test is designed by doctors, and every test is carefully reviewed by a doctor. They offer an amazing selection of every brand of lenses, and their prices are hard to beat. The eye exam, listen to this, is just 20 bucks, and they offer free shipping. They wanted me to stress this that the vision test isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. All this does is replaces that current prescription test to make sure that you're seeing 2020 and you renew that prescription. They don't write completely new prescriptions or examine the health of your eye. Something any doctor listening will tell you is super important. So Cheryl has a difficult time working with just her thumbs <laughs> On, on an app and at first thought it might be a little bit of a challenge and it was amazingly easy to do very quick through it bam found the prescription bam there it was so instead of wasting part of a day setting up an appointment to go to that place spending a bunch of time on that place she's done at home in no time so if your goal is to stack benjamins keep your time as your time as much as possible, right? So to save 20 bucks on your first Simple Contacts order, here's what you do. Go to simplecontacts.com forward slash SB, enter promo code SB at checkout. That's $20 off your first Simple Contacts order just because you're a stacker. When you head to simplecontacts.com forward slash SB and enter promo code SB at checkout. Paula, where do you think the number really is? You're locked in at one. What do you think the number probably really is? Well, maybe 10,000 or so. Uh, Bo, you feeling good then with your 20,000? She didn't, she didn't Chelsea Brennan you. She didn't jump me by one. So I feel pretty solid. I got a lot of room there in the middle. I still haven't gotten a letter from Chelsea uh, saying, <laughs> stop using my name as a verb. <laughs> the, uh, uh, Len, half a million. Yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm not feeling good. The more I'm thinking about it, uh, you know, if they were selling a half million of those things, they wouldn't be out of business right now. So, you know, that's uh, boy, I wish I could have a do over. I, I think I'm screwed. That's in next season, but not this season. <laughs> we're, we're locked in and ready to go. All right, Doug, what's our answer? Welcome back, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And I just want to remind you all before today's trivia answer that we'll have to charge you a $5 rewind fee if you don't rewind this podcast before returning it. <laughs> Remember those days? While I may be joking about that, 
actually, I got totally screwed on that all the time. We're super serious about today's trivia answer. The question was this. How many people bought a VCR the last full year they were made in 2015? The answer? Well, if you got anywhere near 750000 really, who is guessing that high, people? You might want to get off your waterbed, put down the corded phone, shut off your beeper, shrug aside your big hair, and join the digital age. See ya! I can't believe that. Just to show you how many people are behind the technology curve. Wow. And who's the king of the hill right now? I think I'm going to send OG an email. Wow. 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 I mean, why did they go out of business? I'll take over VCR production. I mean, you're selling a half million. That's amazing. You know they're going to come back, Paula, on that point. No, they totally will. I have a record player upstairs, you know, with playing albums, and I think it's a lot of fun. It's not the most efficient way to do stuff, but that little crackle in your living room, it's pretty cool. Ah, You know what? That's true. You know, my daughter, she's going to be 20 here soon. Albums, it's like, it's great. They love them. LPs. I'm like, you know, there was a reason why we left LPs way back in the day. There's, there's problems with, they have, they're, they're a pain in the butt, but nope, that's what these kids love. They love these, they love getting LPs. Oh, half of my, all of the old technology that we haven't re-picked up again. Like we don't use three and a half inch floppy disks. We don't use even cassette tapes, right? The, The majority of technology, once it ages, it's done. It's gone, yeah. Well, and I don't think yeah. there's anything romantic about the VCR, like trying to fix the picture so it stops getting all <laughs> warbly like that. <laughs> Remember how fun those days were? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe not. Hey, let's take out the magnifying glass and help somebody do better with their money. Today's hotline call comes to you courtesy of magnifymoney.com. When you go to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnifymoney, you know what you're going to find, Bo? you will find that those financial products people use every day, they're nowhere near the best in class. Over 92% of the products available online, all ranked at Magnify Money. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money for more. And today, we're magnifying Anonymous's money. Say hi, Anonymous. Hey, guys. I'm a big fan. I have a question for you. I am 34. I have about $300,000 in savings, uh, no debt, and I'm pretty new to financial planning and fairly new to money. I've been working very hard and been able to save up. And so I wanted to ask your advice. If you were my age, 34, and had 300K, what would you do with it? Thanks, guys. Wow, how about that? Uh, that's a good problem to have. No debt, three hundred thousand dollars in savings, but really just starting out. So, let's uh, let's start with our guest, Bo. What advice do you give him to start off on the right foot? You know, I think it's clarity. It's around. I, he didn't really uh, distinguish if that's three hundred thousand or four hundred one k, or if that's in savings, where that is. But but I think you go back to what are our goals, and let's start with the foundation. Let's start with the basics. Let's get our emergency fund in place. If you got a young family, let's check on the insurance you might need to protect them should something happen to you. And then as far as investment, maybe a house is somewhere in the picture, and you might do something there appropriate. And then as far as long term investments, I say diversify broadly and. Um, low-cost indexes for a starter place. Build your basics before we get to things that are a little too sexy too soon. And if he's talking about a house, how does he balance the house with those long-term savings goals? 
You know, for me, I like the idea, depends on, to me, everything's modeled. So if we model it out, uh, a lot of times going ahead and paying down the 20% that would allow you not to have to pay PMI for 30 years or 10, 15 years anyway, um, will actually give you a savings over the course of that mortgage. So sometimes if 20% is viable and then we can still address our other goals, again, I think the key is what is his specific goals and then let's start giving that money specific jobs and allocating it appropriately. Len, what are you thinking? What do you think I'm thinking, Joe? <laughs> you're thinking, gold? you're thinking, damn, I had to go after Bo. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> no. Hey, um, you know what? I 300,000, you invested however you want to invest it. But here's what I would say. That's a big chunk of change for somebody who's 34 years old. Congratulations. Kudos. For I will say that. I don't think it's unreasonable, as you know where I'm going with this, a little wealth insurance Protect that 300000 maybe take 10% of it, maybe 5% of it, and put it into silver, physical silver. And let me just give you my – let me just give you a little factoid here. 51 years ago, silver, the inflation-adjusted price of silver was $683 per ounce. Today, what is an ounce of silver going for, Joe? Uh, I – I haven't looked at the silver. $15. $15. So it is the most undervalued asset on the planet. And it acts as wealth insurance as well. So it's just a little wealth insurance, 10%, 5%, protect that 300000 And with the rest you do with it, talk to Bo or Paul or Joe. So did you just say – I was going to say that can be our next trivia quiz. Right. I think what he just said, Paula <laughs> – I think we just said is it is a history of never growing, so go buy a bunch. (laughs) 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 How much how much was it before? In 1980, in its peak, inflation adjusted price of silver was eight six hundred and eighty-three dollars per ounce. And now it's fifteen. That is correct. Yes. So of course I'm cherry picking, right? So I'm picking the very top of in 1980, and I'm picking the where it's at now. It's at in a seven year bear market at the bottom of the bottom. But before we get uh, Paula's take on this, you know, it's funny when you talk about precious metals though, Bo, I used to put a little bit of precious metals into some of my models like pepper and it, it would really a little bit went a long way, but that could, that would even out a lot of the volatility in a portfolio without making the long-term returns necessarily a lot worse. I mean, if you use, a, if you know, if you go big on precious metals, I think you're asking for trouble, but do you put a little bit of that or natural resources in your portfolio? You know, I like, I'm kind of in the range Lynn's talking, I like 5%. If you're really in love with it and you have a little bit of, of knowledge up to 10% as a diversifier, acts a little different. But, but I think it's appropriate. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think a, a, a big point there, too, about what Len's saying is that, that uh, well, and Bo, what you're saying, when you say diversifier, just having things that go different ways, right? I mean, people right. fall in love with investment classes that are all up at the same time. All right, Paula, what you thinking? 300000 in cash? I'd buy a house in cash. And that can be either a home for yourself, a personal residence for yourself in depending on what city you live in, that 300,000 might buy you a small condo or it might buy you a three bedroom single family home, just depending on the cost of living of the city that you're living in. But I would buy a home in cash. If you don't want to buy a home for yourself, then I would use it to buy a rental property in cash that provides a stream of income every month for the rest of your life. 
So why the house for yourself? Because everybody and their sister says a house for yourself is not an investment. Correct. The house for yourself would then give you the ability to not have to pay for rent or mortgage out of pocket. And assuming that you take the money that you otherwise would have spent on your out-of-pocket rent or mortgage costs and invest that money, then that gives you additional several thousand additional dollars every month that you can put into investments. Uh, do you like Bo's ideas, though, first of the emergency fund and making sure the insurances are taken care of? You know, I mean, a moderate emergency fund, yes, but I don't like the idea of splitting it up into a lot of different buckets because I think the power of having such a big lump sum is that you can do one really big thing with it. See, that's interesting. I mean, I like all those. I like all those answers. If if it were just me and uh, Anonymous here, uh, and maybe it's the past financial planner me, I'm more like Bo. Uh, <laughs> Where I'm like, I'm like, make sure you cover all these bases. And it, the thing I worry about the house, Paula, is that if it goes into the house, then we're behind the eight ball. And I mean, we're going to be behind the, to your point, you can check one off the list, mm-hmm. but for all your other goals, you're behind the eight ball then. But then you have, uh, if you're not paying out of pocket for a renter, for your own personal renter mortgage, then let's say that you're currently paying 2000 a month or even 1500 a month on that. Boom, that's money that you can automatically send towards your retirement accounts, your emergency fund, uh, however else you want to direct that money. But what do you think about Paula's idea? I love real estate in the portfolio. The only risk we run when we're dealing with humans, unfortunately, is that they don't take that $2,000 and invest it. They spend it so that they oh. don't kind of make up the, the deal there. But I love real estate as a, another diversifier in a portfolio. And that's the part, Paula. They got to be serious about what they do with that with that dividend check or with the uh, rent check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The plan only works if you take the money that you otherwise would have spent on your rent or mortgage and then invest that or otherwise use it to grow your net worth. I was having that discussion, Bo, with somebody recently. They were talking about buy term and buy term insurance and invest the difference. And we've right. heard that a thousand times. And I love that idea. I just never see anybody invest the difference. Exactly. It, it, it sounds good. It makes sense. But people, the human behavior doesn't kind of quite match up. <laughs> right. Great question, Anonymous. Um, and unfortunately, we can't give Anonymous a Greatest Money Show on Earth Circus t-shirt because they didn't leave us an email. But if you... Can I have, have it? it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can have it. Nice. You know, let's... <laughs> Let's like, I've been doing this for how long? <laughs> at least give me a shirt. Please give me a damn t-shirt. Hey, yeah, I don't think I have a shirt either. What are you, what's going on? Yeah. What do I get a shirt on like my 10 year anniversary of being on Stacking Benjamins? <laughs> that, well, you get, you get uh, half a shirt. We give you like, <laughs> we give you these little crystals. And when you collect four, you get a shirt. <laughs> Yeah. If you've got a question. Right now I get like a tank top at best. That's yeah, right. You get, a po- you get a polo at 20 years. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll get you some monogram clothing. <laughs> yes. Head to uh, stackybenjamins.com forward slash voicemail or just stackybenjamins to uh, ask us a call on the Magnify Money Line. That's going to do it for today. We'll leave our special guest for last. So let's start, Len, with you. What's going on there at lenpenzo.com, Mr. Penzo? Uh, on Monday, so this is Friday, right, Joe? This is Friday, last time I checked. It is, yes. Yes, so the fa- on Monday, right after the weekend here, I've got Kai, uh, Stacking Benjamin's listener, Kai from California on the How I Live on $40,000 or Less 
series. So uh, awesome. his story will be out. That's cool. Check it out. I love how our listeners Matter are. Fact, yes, I've got two others lined up. Two other Stacking Benjamins listeners lined up. So stories will be coming monthly. That, I absolutely love those stories. And we'll link to Lempenzo.com on our show notes page at StackyBenjamins.com. Paula, what's happening at Afford Anything? On the Afford Anything podcast, we have an interview with Ken Honda, Japan's Zen millionaire. He talks about the intersection between money and happiness. That is at the Afford Anything podcast. Also, every other week, this guy named Joe Saul Cihai climbs out of his mom's basement to help me answer questions. That guy? Actually, I guess you don't come on every other week. You come on every fourth week. So yes. I take that back. Well, but once, but once a month is all she'll let me in. But we'll we'll take over sooner or later. No. I do have to say this about Ken Honda because people just heard him here on Wednesday. And what I love is every time Paula and I interview somebody, I get the person for 15 minutes. Paula gets them for significantly longer than that. Our questions are always way different. But you and I, Paula, had, what would you say, maybe a 90-minute conversation about Ken and his philosophy? Yes, I'm behind the scenes here. So Joe and I, after we recorded one of the uh, Afford Anything Ask Paula and Joe episodes, we shut off the uh, recorder and then we just talked forever about Ken Honda and his book, Happy Money. Yeah. Um, so Joe Joe has a bit of a, a crush, a man crush. I do. I yeah. Do. I totally do. Yeah. But it's a great book and it goes far beyond um, – it's not your typical personal finance book. He gives – yeah, like I understand why he's so big in Japan. I understand why he is the Zen millionaire because he talks about money from the state of calmness and flow. And gratitude. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so to dig in more, you heard him here on Wednesday. If you're like me and you want to dig in more to Ken Honda, listen to him on uh, Paula's show coming up. Bo? Did you guys ask him if he drives a Toyota? <laughs> what would it be? Wait, well, the Ken Honda drove a Toyota? <laughs> I did not do that. I asked him about Marie Kondo, though, about if he likes being called the Marie Kondo, because he is. He's called the Marie Kondo of personal finance. And I asked him that question and he said it was an honor, of course. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's a guy who's big in Japan, Bo Henderson, huge in Japan, aren't you? I'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> What's coming up on the Retirement Resource Podcast? So I'm really excited. If you haven't picked up on it yet, as much as I've the backgrounds and the financial aspects, I love the behavior of money, right? And I'm interviewing a guy named Dr. Daniel Crosby. And he just, he put out a book called Psychology and the Secret to Investing Success. So we're going to talk about a lot of the behavior of why do we do what we do when it comes to money when often it's the exact wrong thing. So I'm excited about that. I'm just imagining you and Dr. Daniel Crosby together. It's going to be one hell of a conversation. It's going to be fun. He's local here in Atlanta. So oh, we're is actually he? going to oh. have lunch too. <laughs> yeah. Show off. Now you're rubbing it in. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. Because uh, I can just imagine two of you. I want to be a fly on the wall. Record that conversation. I mean, well, you do record one. <laughs> but, the rec link. but the conversation at lunch, oh, I also okay, want to yeah. hear. Yeah, because that'd be fun. Well, thanks for hanging out, by the way. Again with us here, Bo. We're so happy you came back, and I'm glad the therapy worked out so you could come back. That was... Hey, it's a lot of fun. I'll be over this before too long, and, and just <laughs> let me know. We will have you back <laughs> before the year's out, my friend, if you'll have us. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Doug, tell us what we should have learned today. Yep, sure thing, Joe. I got it. Hey, everybody, so what should we have learned today? Weddings, it's the thought that counts. 
unless you're thinking of regifting that Floby. Come on, people, put a little thought into your wedding gifts before giving something horrible to a newlywed. Jeez. Second, three hundred thousand sitting in cash. Start with your goals, and you won't make mistakes. Different types of investments work better over different time frames. If you start with the amount of time until you need the money, your cash will be ready when you need it. But the big lesson? Always, always, always let Joe's mom win at Gin Rummy. But if for some reason you win, don't, and this is the important part, don't rub it in. I gotta go wash some windows for completely unrelated reasons. Big thanks to Bo Henderson for hanging out with us today. You'll find Bo at the Retirement Resource Podcast. Just search wherever you're listening to us right now, and you'll hear him there where you're listening to us right now, but instead you'll hear him like there at the Retirement Resource Podcast. Now you'll figure it out. Paula Pant appears courtesy of AffordAnything.com and the Afford Anything Podcast. Len Penzo appears courtesy of LenPenzo.com. This show was created by Joe Saul Cihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and if you could only know what it really smells like down here. SB Podcast may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests, in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. Welcome to the after show. You know, we talked a little bit about gifts, but we didn't talk about bad gifts that you've gotten. Have we ever done this around like any of the holidays, Len? Do you remember talking about bad gifts? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we have. You know what? It's been been done these so many years now. I can't remember. Joe. No, no. We, we did. We did once because I remember what answer I gave, and I'm going to give the same answer again. <laughs> She's not coming up with a new one. <laughs> See, you should have said no and forced people to try to remember. That would have been good. <laughs> but it has been a while, Paula, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a minute. Yeah. So I was I was uh well, let's go ladies first then. Uh since you brought it up, what is your worst gift? So, uh I'm Nepalese, and the worst gift that I ever got was this really ugly, terrible sari. And when you get a sari, so this particular sari, first of all, when am I going to wear a sari? 
what, what do I, I work from home. What am I just going to put one on so I can send some email, uh, go to FinCon wearing one? Like it's just not going to happen. Wear it to go to the grocery store. So first of all, she didn't really know her audience. Uh, this is my aunt who gave it to me. Second of all, if I am going to, you know, wear ev- once a year, maybe wear a sari to a wedding or to some sort of a special occasion, I'm not going to wear this ugly, scratchy, just like the quality of it was really subpar. But the problem when you get a sari is that, I mean, you can't say it doesn't fit. It's just, a, it's a piece of fabric. It's one size fits all. So you have no excuse to not wear it. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah. So you had to wear it. Uh, I had to kind of take it with a smile and then just not say anything. And, you know, yeah. I remember reading there's a book called The Lords of Discipline about the Citadel where I went to college and this guy gave a piece of artwork to these people that were wealthy and lived in Charleston. And I remember his story, kind of you describing, well, I had to. He said he gave them the artwork. They were very appreciative. They were all over it. They're like, oh, this is beautiful. This is fantastic. And then he never saw it again. <laughs> like <laughs> he'd go over to their house and he never saw it. Like they oohed and odd in front of him and then it was gone. And he's like, yeah, that was a bad idea. Yeah. So yeah, I, I wonder if your aunt did the same thing. Like, why does she never wear that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If she like looks at pictures of me at various weddings or events and thinks, <laughs> huh, interesting. The one she's wearing there is is not the one I gave her. That's huh, weird. Len, yeah. how about you? Did somebody gift you a sari? I've had the game of sorry gifted to me before. That, yeah, <laughs> could be the same. Maybe not. Yes, could be, but but not not that. You know what? It was funny is I was going to tell the the worst gift. Uh, really well, I think I have told you shared the story. That it was of the uh, birthday my girlfriend gave me a trip to the Bahamas. She got found this deal for two hundred bucks or three. This was many years ago. Folks, I don't. So I don't. I mean, it was ridiculously cheap then, but. Yeah, 200 bucks didn't include airfare, but included the cruise to the Bahamas. And I think it was four nights in a, you know, four nights and five days in the beautiful Bahamas. And and that we ended up staying, make a long story short, the, the cruise ship was a rickety old fishing boat. <laughs> and uh, the hotel was actually an apartment in the worst part of the Bahamas, like crime district. And we left after two days. But the other one I was going to say is art. Same thing, Joe. We got some art for our kids. Uh, friends of ours gave us beautiful, well, paintings, but it just didn't match our decor. It didn't yeah. match our house. And we're good friends with these people. And for 20 years, those those uh, paintings have stayed in the closet. And we just recently donated them away. So that's where they sat. And I feel so bad because I know they cost a lot of money, but art is just – it's so personal and it's really a bad decision. <laughs> it's it's so hard to match up other art with dogs playing poker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and the Velvet Elvis as yeah, well. That's right. With that big eagle on it. I mean, yeah. how are you gonna match that? Paula, you know who Elvis is, don't you? I, I do know who Elvis is. Okay, very good. All right. She read the book. Okay. <laughs> Pat Flynn dressed up like him once. <laughs> I was at a business conference. They had the Elvis impersonator, right? <laughs> Bo, how about yours, man? You know, this is this is gonna be bizarre. Uh, around high school, early college, my mom, for some reason, thought that it was a cool thing to buy things with Disney characters on it. So I'd have to say anything with Disney characters is not cool. 
And it's kind of like that too. It just kind of goes in the closet, but you, but you know, mom bought it. So I don't want to really throw it away. So that was one. And then we talk about, hold art. on, hold on before yeah. we get oh, to, oh, you don't want me to just skip over the Disney characters. <laughs> well, Being no. like a 20, 20 year old college student. Well, yeah. wait, okay. Take a look at my phone case. Yes. <laughs> yes. I bought this myself, a hole. <laughs> <laughs> Mom will probably hear this and feel bad now. Oh, well. <laughs> That's great. Now, well, it's like, it's okay. You know, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, I had an aunt that bought me this. It was a picture up in our room, and it was these white rabbits with red, creepy eyes. And I remember thinking that thing just creeped me out. But Aunt Betty got it, so we kept it. But my sister, who was younger than me, when I went to college, Poor thing. My mom went up there one day. And my sister had hid that dang painting under the bed because it, it kept her up at night. Those red-eyed <laughs> rabbits. <laughs> Why do you give kids red-eyed rabbits? I don't know. That's creepy. I don't know. And and seriously, if I had been a if I had been a like a senior in high school and somebody gave me a sweater with Mickey Mouse on it, yeah, yeah, that's tough. No, yeah, got to take myself seriously. Then now I'm not <laughs> now I'm fifty one and maybe Len I've given up. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the deal. Yeah, it's easy once you get over fifty. So mine wasn't actually a gift to me. We had one member of our family that every year for my twin's birthday, they would get a check from this particular relative. And every year the check would bounce. (laughs) (laughs) It's the thought that counts, right? And you know, they'd see the fee from their bank. I mean, I think they would, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they were that far in, you know, had their head that far in the sand, but every stinking year, this one relative, very generous check, by the way. I remember like the third year, the kids would open up their cards and they're like, wow, that's a big check. And I'm like, you know, it's not like aunt so-and-so might as well write it for a million dollars. Cause it's not going to clear. Like there's no way. <laughs> and we'll link to lempedzo.com on our Facebook page on our Facebook page. What the hell am I talking about? Three, two, one. <laughs> I'm just making it up. well stackers the show is over but the party is just beginning here you know why because it's military appreciation month and we are giving out shout outs to all of our friends who have served in the military and let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend og who spent time in the military of course we know what a giver he is even when he pretends like he's being uh, mr surly Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate. Take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.